Welcome back to another episode of That's Rad, a podcast presented by the Littleton Food Co-op. My name is Anastasia, and I'm your host, your friend, your mentor, your travel guide for this episode, among other things. In this episode, we're going to talk about what I feel is a very important topic, and we're going to shake things up a little bit. Although, I feel like I've been saying that a lot lately, maybe... We just don't have a normal way anymore. Who knows? Topic for another time. It may be a cliche, but as the holiday season approaches, we're going to talk about food access and food insecurity. I don't know. Maybe it is a cliche. Maybe it's not. In some circles, I hear that food pantries and the like are often overwhelmed with donations this time of year, yet left dry by January. But on the other hand, I still don't think we talk about it enough at the baseline to begin with. And personally, I think that in the world of the co-op, it can be easy for some to forget about food access altogether. I mean, it's pretty rare for us in the store to see bare, empty shelves. The whole premise of a grocery store is making choices for yourself and how you want to eat. Especially during the holidays, it's very easy to get caught up in making that quote-unquote right choice. Getting the most local, the most organic, the biggest, the most hormone-free. That we forget about the privilege it is to make that choice at all. I actually had a hard time figuring out how I wanted to put this episode together. I had all of these jumbled thoughts in my head, but I couldn't put them into any sort of theme or structure. I couldn't make the idea fit into my usual way of doing things. What I realized is that most of us, myself included, don't know the realities of what being food insecure can look like and the resources available unless we've been in that situation ourselves. So it was time to stop thinking and writing and start acting. I am so thrilled that Don of the All Saints Food Cupboard in Littleton offered to be my guide to learning more about what food access looks like for some of our neighbors. I honestly have no idea where this is going to go, so let's find out together. The newest episode of That's Rad is coming to you right now. I was so fortunate that on a cold Thursday morning in November, Don invited me down to the All Saints Food Cupboard, located in the All Saints Episcopal Church in downtown Littleton. As Don instructed me, I drove in through the Littleton Community Center parking lot on Main Street and easily accessed the cupboard through the rear. I was welcomed by Don, as well as the two other volunteers you'll hear from, Norma and Carlos. They've all been involved in the food cupboard operations for a while now, so I knew I'd found the trusted sources. The thing I want to preface this all with, because you know I love a good preface at this point, is that I was on the ground during a working operation. I made it abundantly clear to Don when we organized this 
that I did not want them to have to do anything differently because I was there. I could certainly be a fly on the wall and not get in the way, but also, I didn't want to be an extra set of hands just standing there, so I made them put me to work. So we worked and we talked through the morning. All this means is you're going to hear things like footsteps and conversations and plastic wrestling and vacuums going and cardboard being ripped and maybe conversations don't fully line up because we talked about this thing at one point and had to solve a couple problems and then came back to it later. Things that I usually try very hard to make sure aren't included as distractions or don't interrupt the flow of the episode. And I could have certainly spent hours and hours trying to edit all of that out. The food cupboard, even when it's not open for client service, is a bustling place and it only felt right to portray it in such a way. So I just wanted to lay that all out there. Now, I arrived in the morning about an hour before client service was set to start and we talked about the setup of the food cupboard and how it's used. We also spent that time stocking shelves, doing quality checks, and tidying up the client-facing space. Here's Norma now. Norma, this is Anastasia from Hi. the food cupboard. Hi, how are you? Uh, she's gonna be doing a little podcast for the food cupboard, so she wanted to learn how the system works. It works pretty good. Don't want to take any assumptions. That's, I can see that already from the five minutes I've been here. And I, I was surprised but grateful of, of how warm it is in here. Yes, so what we do do, it, it, when we first come in, when we were here a little bit earlier, it's cold. Because <laughs> the reason is we want all of the fresh produce to remain in good condition. Makes sense. The summer is always a challenge for us because of that. Oh, yeah, the big window. Oh, yeah. And I think it's also interesting because, I mean, we hear the term like pantry a lot. Is there a reason that you say cupboard versus pantry no, it's versus... No, it's, it's just the style. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like it too. Yeah. No, it's just the style. It feels more homey. You go to your grandma's cupboard. <laughs> yeah. So let's say it is like my first ever time here. Right. Can we kind of like walk through what would happen? Sure. So... So the first thing we're gonna, we're gonna explain to them before they even get to the form, we're gonna explain how our system works. And we're gonna explain to them that um, for a new person that we're gonna take them through the shelving, they can choose what they want, the quantities they want, and then explain to them about the, the meats available and, and any of the refrigerator products, and that they can self-select over on the other shelving and refrigerator. And then we have them fill out a form which is some basic demographic information. It's not intrusive. It's very easy to do. And once they fill out a form, one of our administrative people takes that form and it creates and adds them to our client database. And then they don't have to fill that out. It's just mm -hmm. once a year, there's a requirement from the USDA that we fill out a form. Mm -hmm. And then we take them shopping. Yeah, so there's like a little table almost like a little front desk yes. situation i'm used to being on the other side of the front desk you know and we just have the the cereal and beans and sugar and flour and mixes like muffin mix and pancake mix and then all of the pads and soap and toothbrushes and uh tissues and toilet paper and then we have 
tomatoes and vegetables and nuts and oil and juice. And it's, it is like a full store. And then you turn around and there's, well, now we're getting into winter. So not as, not as variable um, as summer, but still onions and oh my gosh, so many different types of squash and carrots, huge carrots and cabbage and yogurt and cauliflower and mixed greens and the milk. And that fridge over there has all of the frozen beef and chicken and pulled pork and sausage and the frozen fruit in there too. And there's even candy. <laughs> and you have bags and boxes. Again, it's just, it's just like a little store, except you're not cashing out at the end, which is so awesome because there's so much stuff and people are fulfilling their needs without thinking about how it's going to negatively affect their life and their wallet and all of that. Yeah. So you don't have to be a little, is no. there any residency requirement? No, we don't care where you're from. It's Vermont. You need food? Yeah. Food is there. Our, our people come from as far north as usually Whitefield, as far south as North Woodstock, oh, wow. and also from as far as Woodsville sometimes. We f so there's two different philosophies in food business, giving out food. The USDA has lots of rules and regulations because it's a government agency. Mm -hmm. Catholic Charities, which runs the New Hampshire Food Bank, has no rules and regulations. They have a very simple philosophy. If somebody shows up, they need food, we give them food. We follow their process, but we do have to, in order to qualify for USDA, once a year, people have to fill out a very simple form. Mm -hmm. We don't ask a lot of questions. We don't ask any proofs. Whatever they write down, we don't care. <laughs> but that satisfies the USDA. And then what we do is we maintain a database so that we keep track of who's coming in and what they, how many times they've accessed us and that kind of stuff because the USDA and the New Hampshire Food Bank wants to know so that they can see that our agency is actually giving out the food that we are getting, mm -hmm. you know, that type of thing. So we don't, we're not in the business, even though we have storage, we're not in the business of storing food. We're in the business of keeping food out. I love that. Yeah, so that's the different philosophies and happy charities and the food bank are very happy with our model, what we do, and to try to make it where people can shop and make it friendly. Mm -hmm. And we don't have a lot of rules, which is, it makes it easier too for us volunteers, you know. Yeah. We don't want to say no to somebody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, that's not what we're looking to do. So, uh, it, there's such a connection between, at least around here, and I think other places too, between the churches and the yes. pantries. Like, do you find that that deters anyone or reverse no. or no? no? No. They need food. No. Yeah. yeah. No, it does not deter people. We have, we have, there's I think five or six people living in the woods here in Littleton yeah. that access us. I don't think too many of them go to church, <laughs> and we have three from Vermont that come in. Yeah. Same There's thing. a woman who brings... So it brings them down, yeah. Because yeah. they have otherwise no way. They have no way to get here. It's an ever-changing thing. We do our stats once a year, you know, kind of a snapshot mm -hmm. of what goes on here. And last year, it was just under 50 tons of food between all sources came out of this food cupboard. 
Yeah. So, and that, that's a big number. We try to accommodate, and as you can see, everybody walks out of here, not with just a little box or a little bag. Yeah. You're seeing what they're walking out of here, which is probably the equivalent in a food store today of several hundred dollars. Right. That's, that uh, people are able to uh, have. So that lets their dollars go a lot further. Yeah. Would you say that there is a quote-unquote average profile of someone, or it's totally? No. I'm go it's changed over the years. We've had, with price increases, we've had and, and, uh, five uh, tissues. We have more households with kids. Mm -hmm. That went up between 21 and 22. That jumped 83%. Huge. Um, and we've had about a 35% increase in between 21 and 22 with seniors because same thing, their fixed income isn't cutting it today when your, your food prices have the cost of double. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not quite sure where the economists get their information, but mm -hmm. I know my own food budget, it's almost double what it was uh, a couple years ago. Yeah. You know, so it doesn't go that far. So that's where we've seen the biggest change to the demographics of uh, people accessing us. Mm. And in the summer, it's interesting too to see a lot of where children are out of school, several of the parents will bring the young children in with them so they can help pick out what they like also, which is just, mm. I think is a wonderful model yeah. to let the kids know, you know, and understand and, and learn what's going on. You know, and hopefully, they get older and successful that they, uh, you know, give back in their communities. Is there anything that people are required to take? No. Like that you have to give them? Nope. No, it's just whatever. And what we do that many do not do, the church buys all of these yeah. personal care products. I loved reading when you um, sent me that stuff. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Yeah, so it makes a huge difference, you know, as far as, um, you know, they're expensive. Yeah. And, you know, if somebody can, if we can save a few dollars by providing products here, it allows them to use those dollars where they need them otherwise. Yeah. And if they don't have EBT cash, then the SNAP doesn't nope. cover things like that. No, it does not, nor does WIC. Yes. Yeah. Neither of those programs uh, provide that. Yeah. So that, that's, a, that's a big difference between our food cupboard and maybe a lot of the other ones in the area. I don't know that any of the other ones provide that on a regular basis. And what we do is people can select the quantities of whichever, we don't have limits on food. Mm -hmm. The only time we might limit, if I'll give you an example. So we got a very nice donation from McClure's um, maple syrup. Mm. Okay, so we're not gonna let somebody take five of these. Yeah. That's not happening because we're trying to make sure that everybody gets one, mm -hmm. not just one person taking all of them. So that would be the type of thing that maybe there might be, we'd say, listen, you know, let's save some for other people. Mm -hmm. But you'll see, most people are very careful about that. Many single people will say, you'll hear comments like, oh, well, I'll leave that for families. Mm. Okay, so our, our neighbors who come in here, they're very concerned. You know they're using the products because we talk about recipes, we talk about things that they make with them, mm. you know, type of thing. Yeah. We have people who are concerned about uh, sugar, concerned about salt, 
and we try to you know steer them to the correct products because mm -hmm. some products you know they put sugar in everything they put salt in everything so fortunately the food bank has been going more to low sugar and to yeah. no salt or low salt which is good do everybody. you find that there are also clients who come in who are like vegan vegetarian yes gluten-free like other we do we use, whenever we do, we'll put up on this top shelf anything that's gluten-free. Mm. So that- It's se totally it's separate. separate. Yeah, so let people know that it's there. Yeah. And, and that type of thing. And yeah, we have people that, for example, one woman for her, I believe it's for her religious reasons, she chooses not to eat pork. Mm -hmm. Now her son eats pork. Well, so, he loves it. Right, so <laughs> she'll take it for him, but she doesn't want it for herself. She'll mm -hmm. take another product. Yeah. You know, stuff like that, yeah. So it's, it, it's a good process and it, we try to, for example, let's say sometimes from the food bank, we might get a, one of those giant family packs of chicken. So we're not gonna put that in the freezer, but if a family comes in, we'll run in the back and say, hey, listen, we have the big family pack if oh, you would nice. like it. Yeah. Okay, because a regular pack of say chicken legs or thighs is not going to go as far for a big family as it would for you know a husband and wife. Mm -hmm. So we not that we have special rules, but we try to accommodate and pay special attention to when there's a family. Mm -hmm. And the same like right now we have a lot of milk. So now, when did we get all the milk from the food bank. Oh wow! Yeah. I was going to say. Well, yeah. So today, hopefully, one of the two women come in that need milk. Yeah. The, they can take. They go a gallon a day. Well, yeah, they, they can kids. go. We're going to give them cases of milk. Somebody's got. Because this is only good until, well, well good until the fourth. Yeah. So we want to yeah. we want to get it out. Yeah. Yeah. So today I would offer. Let's see what the date is on this. I would offer that milk first, Norma, because this milk is dated the eleventh. Mm. So aside from the chocolate milk, I would let people get milk from over there today. This is the fourth. That's the fourth. Yeah. Yeah. So you, we we get to know the people. No, do you not. find it it's mostly the same people yes. coming back yes do they have like the same like there's always going to be the thursday crew of people there who seems come to in. Be. Yeah. yeah we yeah. have the ones that come every now and then we'll get somebody new but most of the time the people who normally come on thursdays we have some we think oh she's not here yet <laughs> <laughs> what you may see today may be slow i'll tell you why it might be a little slow mm -hmm. people begin receiving benefits yeah, it's the first of the month. First uh, of the month. Oh, yeah. Right. So mm -hmm. it, it, we have a cycle. <laughs> and so today we may only have four or five people. But other times we have 13 yeah. people accessing mm. So it, it might be a little slower today, which might be good yeah. for you to understand a little bit better than you do here. But it runs in a cycle. <laughs> and there's also the cycle with how you receive food. Right. Do those, does it end up at all that? they don't align or they do align and that you're getting all of your food when people don't necessarily need no, it no. or they they kind of know so nobody's that dumb <laughs> <laughs> so they know that well eggs for if you remember in 2022 eggs were like gold yes okay because of the chicken flu or whatever whatever was going on we were still able to get eggs and so that was, you know, it's $10 for a dozen in mm -hmm. those days, okay? So people know the eggs are here, but they do know. So on Thursdays normally, 
you have a lot more families that will come because people knew uh, for those summer months that we have fresh produce. It just comes in. Uh. So we might have, uh, not this time of year, but during the summer, there might we might be here until 11 o'clock because people understand. One talks to another, you know, and they, hey, mm-hmm. listen, the tomatoes are in on Thursday. So they show up on Thursday, which is fine. We want it to get out. That's what mm-hmm. we want to do. Yeah. So they do, the only time they miss a line is when the USDA gives us too much of one product. Mm-hmm. You can technically ask the USDA that you want a lesser number, but if you keep doing that, they're going to say, you know what? You're too much trouble. We mm. don't want to deal with you. So what I learned only recently, a couple months ago, is that we, our pantry, can share its USDA products with any other agency in the area that oh. also gets USDA. Oh. So, several months ago, we had extra fish, frozen strawberries, and something else. I talked to the Woodsville people, because they have a lot of, they have 11 freezers down there. They have a big capacity. I said, guys, can you use food? They said, yes. So we trucked it on down. And all I have to do is let the USDA director know that we have taken X number of cases of this product and shared it with the other mm-hmm. agency. Yes, so we, we now know we can move it around. Like, so I have, I think, seven cases of pulled pork. You heard me say, you couldn't give yeah. away. Okay? <laughs> So I'm going to find out from Woodsville this week, hey guys, can you use pulled pork? And I'll bring you down three or four cases yeah. that came. And we have to be careful because we sometimes get the same product from both groups. So we actually mark our boxes differently for the USDA products versus... Oh, so you don't accidentally give... Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes, I, we don't want to hear about that. No. <laughs> I don't want to listen to the nonsense. Yeah. That was actually a couple of my questions of... Is there something that you often get too much of and then on the reverse, something that you don't get enough of? What is our biggest problem is when we get like frozen fish right now. That hasn't been a big seller. And part of the reason is because it's catfish fillets. They actually look beautiful and they're a white fish, but people who grew up on the East, catfish, they're bottom feeders, they were mm. greasy and oily, so if you remember what they tasted like, which is a different catfish than in the Mississippi central part of the country, and these are from the bigger catfish. These are not, because the other catfish didn't grow that big. So people just are not taking it. When it was Pollock, they would take it. Mm. So we have a lot of that. It's interesting, the cultural sort of thing that a lot of people... Don't Nobody think about. would take black eyed peas for the longest time. Yeah. Then we're, we kept telling people, you know, try them. You can mix them in salads, you can put them in soups, put them in stew. And now people begin to take them. Do you have more eggs upstairs? Uh, yes, you bring another case down. Um, so people have tried because this was a cultural. I was going to say the collard greens. Collard greens, same way. I was very surprised to see that. Yeah. So one of our women who who comes in, she lived in Georgia. She says, I'll never eat another collard green in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so she, she grew up on collard greens, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, so that's, it's, it, it, culturally, it is a little different, yeah.
At about 8.45, the food cupboard opened for access. Technically, it opens at 9, but there were folks outside waiting in the cold and Don didn't want them to have to wait any longer. Clients come into the food cupboard one at a time because standing space is limited, but also it gives people privacy while they make their decisions. Why did you bring cold weather? I didn't.
How about some Cheerios? The yellow box? That looks good. I'll leave that one I'm watching TV. Yeah, I brought my bag. So yes! Okay, now we got pinto bean. We got uh, some chocolate milk in a little container. Maybe yellow some chocolate. white milk? Yeah. yeah white we milk. have regular milk, too. Nope, that's fine. Yeah. We'll How many do you want? Uh, two is good. Yeah, there's two of us, so it'll last a month. Oh, here. I'm yeah. so used to bagging. <laughs> oh, I forget. Okay, did you want any pinto or some uh, pork and beans or uh, gavanzo beans or black beans or black eyed peas? Nope, nope. Any I have plenty corn in mix? Sugar. Maybe a sugar, yeah. That sounds good. We've been home baking. Okay, you Ooh. have enough flour? Um, maybe we'll take a flour too. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're home cooking. What kind of things are you baking? Okay, so um, I'm making biscuits, but I'm not using yeast. I'm using Chobani yogurt. So oh. That's oh, it. Just creative. those two ingredients. Just that? With a little butter. Oh. That's okay. it. Uh, I'm going to have to try that. Detergent. Oh, and I made my first chocolate cake. <gasps> in the whole entire, my whole entire life, and it came oh, out gee. really good. Oh, good. But I used a quarter of the... Um, Oatmeal from here. Yeah. Oh, it came out so good. Oh, yeah. I got worried you were pointing to the lentils. No, not the lentils. <laughs> I know. I was like, Lentil chocolate cake. All right, I'm interrupting. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yes, please. Diced tomatoes. Yep, diced and maybe a spaghetti. We have collard greens. We have cut green beans. We have potatoes. We have corn. Wow. And we have mixed vegetables and carrots. Okay. Maybe I'll try some collard greens. That sounds healthy. Couple? Yeah. Thank you, bag. Oh, she, oh you have another bag. Yeah, This one's right. a, I didn't know if you were oh, going to get any uh, yep, yep, refrigerated right. stuff. You can make that a little heavier. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. I have a hot dog, hamburger. I got some chili beans, I have whole wow. chicken. I have some cherries. I have pulled pork. I have fish. How about a whole chicken and can I get a hamburger too? Yeah. I'll make a homemade chicken soup. If you like pulled pork, we can give you all that you would want. Oh, no, thank you, though. Okay. Thank you. I have eggs. Okay, I have plenty of eggs. Um, I'll take a milk. We have chocolate milk. Um, no, I'll pass on the chocolate. Maybe a family. What size milk do you need? Quart or a half gallon? A quart's good. Yeah. You can go in that refrigerator and help yourself. Oh, wow. And then we have all this produce from cabbage. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'll give you your bag over here. It'll be easier yes. for you. Yes. Yeah. I don't really need the candy. I'll take a couple. We don't need <laughs> sometimes a little treat for you. Yeah, I was like, wait a second here. While I'm making the healthy food, I'm going to need some power food <laughs> to make my chicken soup. It's a long, complicated. But well, as long as it comes out the way you like it. Yes, yeah, it, uh, oh, this is so helpful. Did you get all the squash you needed? Yeah, I didn't have, I think. Because we have carrots up there. Oh, I got one of those. Okay. Very helpful. Thank no. you. You're welcome. Oh, yeah. 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 I really appreciate During that hour or so that folks were entering the client space, I also spent time with Carlos in the storage area of the cupboard. Carlos is a longtime volunteer, and I want to learn more about the operation from his perspective. Very nice to here today. 
I'm happy that you observe what we do, and uh, you can see that uh, the donations going to the right place. Yeah. yeah so, it's a good way to have a direct impact. Oh, it's amazing that, you know, people happy. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing, yeah. We can create bomb, but we cannot feed people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what are you doing right now? No, I'm I'm uh, I'm stocking. I was in the, I was I was gone for a month, so Oh. The food came in, we got about 5,000 pounds of food, so I'm putting it in the place that everybody, it's in a constant place. It's always camp good here, mm -hmm. we got uh, beans here, everything is in the, I try to keep it in the same place, so people, mm -hmm. it's constant beans here, I put the milk here, miscellaneous here, we got uh, pancake, we got syrup, we got uh, oatmeal, beans, uh, any pasta here. Uh, sometimes we got uh, mac and cheese here. We don't have it right now, and uh, and all the and then eggs and then all the tomato sauce and things like that. Mm -hmm. We got rice back here, and uh, over here is our uh, products. Personal supplies. This the, this will pay for it. Just uh, the, mm -hmm. we pay for that. The church pay for that, and we buy that. So we got everything here from male to female, and. Uh, and we have a secret heating back there. That no, it's a secret. Oh, okay. That's our warehouse, so I can keep the extra one. We got onions and potatoes over here. We try to keep it in the front. And, uh, you know, we use the space that we got for stocking. As we need, I bring it up. We go to the date. Mm -hmm. Let's say we got two months ahead. The two months will be ahead of here. And I try to keep the fresh one on the back. So it's not like anything is out of date. No, here. no. Everything's out. It's everything. You know, it's... it's update good it's yeah. good Everything's stuff update. Yeah. yeah is this pretty average for how stocked it is or is it like is this very full or is this empty right, right now you know you see this right now maybe in two weeks we almost bear but we get two deliveries uh, once a month from the usda the other one feed the hungers mm -hmm. uh, and uh when food come in and when we are short so many times, we, him and I, we drive to Manchester to the, to the uh, USDA department. Because they only come up once a once month, a but month you can go down. Yeah, no, we have to request it, yeah. And, uh, and you know, when, like I said, you know, today you're seeing this full. Maybe in two or three weeks, you, the shelves are almost empty. Mm -hmm. But then the food will come in. Uh, sometimes we get a great selection sometimes we get a lot as you can see <laughs> you can see a lot of camp a lot of camp and a lot of camp <laughs> yeah yeah we got a lot of camp so people can survive with that at least they're, they're veggies yeah and uh our big product is the cornflakes it's uh it's hard to get nowadays i mean serious mm. and uh pasta we down to just to mac, mac and cheese and pasta we got plenty of spaghetti you know and oatmeal, but sometimes we run out of oatmeal. Sometimes we don't have that, and mm. then sometimes we get a lot. So, <laughs> is there anything that you're like, um, this um, is too much? This is no, actually no, not too much because we we we, we get it out. You use it, yeah. We don't. We di we're not here to storage food. We're here to push mm -hmm. it out, and we don't have uh, many of the food pantry has that idea. To I've seen it, and they're well known that they they give you. They give you a no, set. No, you're no. taking we, this. You over here, we on everybody's an honest system. They come and take. 
Well, they need, mm -hmm. and they, they will, they will, I mean, these people are, are honest. They say, no, leave that for somebody else. And like, like uh, for this month, we have the policy of each come every week. So you don't have to get a lot. So you can come mm -hmm. every week. When with the food slow down, we go back to two weeks. So mm -hmm. you come every two weeks. And we tell the clients and they know, our biggest problem is, uh, oh, not problems, um, tuna fish, hard to get. Oh. We used to have tuna fish, we get two boxes and a delivery. And that goes like hot potatoes. Yeah. Yeah. How many, how many people, how many oh, clients this, would have, like, would that cover, those two boxes? Oh, this, this would be gone by Sunday. Because the tuna fish is, 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 a, is a nice snack, especially for single people. Yeah. Yeah. And we got a lot of homeless, I don't know. We got people, I can't, can't believe it. They come here and uh, they're happy. They come here with a suitcase and we just, uh, well, you know, I, I wish sometimes I, in the winter, I, I pay when I see people. When I pay, I call a taxi. I don't mind paying for the taxi. Yeah. You don't know their situation. And I, I, at one point in my life, I was, everybody, everybody's down. It's not how you, it's not how you fall, it's how you stand up mm. in your life, yeah. And you never know when you're gonna hey. go down or no. stand Be up. Be humble in your life. Yes. Yeah, that's it. Yes. All right, well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for my speech. <laughs> <laughs> thank <laughs> you for your speech. Uh, see what they need, if they need anything. Yes. What do we need? Okay, we need uh, one, two, five shampoos and four conditioners. Shampoos are up there. Sometimes two, it's a little tray like this, Three. so it's easy to carry. Ah, smart! So that's your tray, yeah. Sounds delicious. Yeah. Thank you so much. You have a great day. See you in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Alrighty, we'll be here. <laughs> you get the life history. <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to it, trust me. It goes with the territory. At 10 o'clock, once we were sure no one else was coming, we began the process of closing down until the next time the cupboard would be open for clients. It was all very similar to how it started in the morning. We were restocking shelves, cleaning up garbage, and getting everything ready for next time. I also took this time to talk to the volunteers about some more in-depth topics, like how the cupboard is funded and what their future might look like. You know, you, we have people sometimes that come in for the first time and the wife is crying, the husband's crying, you know, they lost their job. So we try to, you know, we've seen that. And you try to make everybody, it's a welcoming area, they're comfortable here, you can see from the, the banter that goes back and forth. Yeah, because yeah, I was going to say that we've seen a rise in the method or the style of the little free pantry where yes. it's unmanned and like yeah. since it is such a sensitive issue and it's hard for a lot of yeah. people do you think people like more seeing someone and having to I talk to someone enjoy seeing us because it's it's a nice experience mm -hmm. um right nora Yep. Oh, there's a big difference. Do you have yeah. to put them up because I, I put them up and they follow. Okay, sure. Yeah, no, I think, you know, the little, the little free pantries serve a purpose. There's no doubt about it. Because if somebody can't get here, a lot of the pantries are, Woodsville is open one night a week. But otherwise, most of the pantries are open during the day. day. 
So that presents a challenge if you're working. Um, and we have a couple of mothers that they're just out of work because they work the overnight shift, and they're they're here first thing in the morning before they go home. You know, so it, 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 it's the little tree pantry does serve a, a purpose. Excuse me. No doubt about it. Here but, we offer a personal products, which the others don't. You know, so there's things that we have that you won't find at the others. Right. Mm -hmm. And what's different too, for example, we have a very healthy parish and some people have are very good beneficiaries to our, we have a separate feeding ministries that funds dinner bell and, and the and, food cover. Mm -hmm. And we have some very nice people that have a lot of money and they make some very nice donations during the year. So what that enables us to do that some pantries can't do because they don't have the funding, we buy coffee, we buy the oil, we buy the sugar, we buy the flour. Even though it comes from the food bank, we have to buy it. We buy the meats. We buy ground beef. Um, some meats come free, but some of them are not. Um, we, we buy a lot of products. We, and this, the detergent, this, all of this is bought. So on average, this parish, through all the donations, is spending usually somewhere between $1,500 and $2,000 a month on products for just for the food cupboard alone. Yeah. The feeding ministry is, is not too much because they're, they're paying for the containers and bags that are used for distribution and you're paying for some things, but not much. No. No. Yeah. One rack, one of those racks, that's a thousand, that's a thousand dollars. Oh my gosh. Because they're heavy duty. Yeah. You, you and know. Then the, when you have produce on it, it aerates it. So yes. you don't have them spoiling. Yeah, because these are solid mm. shelves and yeah. produce that doesn't do well on solid yeah. stuff. Yeah. 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 And they have ca uh, casters on them so yeah. you can move them around. Yes. And I think there's also value in, in making it yes. look nice yes. for people. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Like you don't, yeah, I feel like we're in a grocery store. Yeah. Yeah. And it looks nice. And it is. And it, it's more appealing and they're going to buy a uh, take more mm -hmm. you know when they see that yeah. it, and, and so we we Norma and I we've worked in retail before yeah. so we understand that you turn the, the labels around on things you make things look nice because it it's all uh, marketing yeah, yeah. It really whether it's here to give out yeah. or it's in a store it's all marketing yeah and it's important how you present stuff and you know, and, and, and uh, make it look nice. Well, I try to pretty it up. And what we have is you, in the back, there's, we have three freezers. We have a small freezer here. And up in the church kitchen, we have basically use of half of another big industrial freezer. Oh, Two nice. doors. Yeah. If you had more space, would you have more stuff to yes. put in it? Yes. Yeah. For example, right now, if anybody today wants pulled pork, they can have a whole case of it. They could use a lot of food we have, I think there's six or seven cases upstairs in the freezers. Wow. And that came from the, the USDA. We get two main sources. Uh -huh. So the USDA, which is the U.S. Department of Agriculture, through the Tri-County CAP program. Are you familiar with Tri-County yes. CAP? Yes. Okay. They're the ones who distribute it to all the agencies like ourselves. 
And so before COVID, we used to get from the USDA every other month. During COVID, they ramped it up because of thinking people needed more access when people were home. They ramped it up to every month. Then after COVID, they dropped it back to every other month. Well, in September, they had enough product that they said, no, we're going back from September to December for every month. And we don't get to select what they're going to give us or the quantities of the what they give us from mm -hmm. USDA. Yeah. We just get, like last time we had 102 cases of food, mm -hmm. different products. But with the New Hampshire Food Bank, we get to select what we want to receive from them. The New Hampshire Feeding New Hampshire program is designed to have the food cupboards buy directly from local farms. Excuse me. And yes, we go for the day, right? Yes. And um, oh, we're done. So we're yeah. Oh. So we're helping both the local farmer mm -hmm. as well as getting fresh local produce to people in who need it. So we will get additional funding, but we don't know that yet. We start in May, we pick up two dozen, two cartons, 30 dozen eggs a month from Pete and Jerry's. So we have an ample supply of eggs through, mm. all the way through October. We pick up from Meadowstone Farm every Thursday morning. It starts off, you know, with very little product. Uh, mostly it's tomatoes from hothouse that they grow and lettuces. And then it expands throughout the summer. And then in the fall, it's you know, onions and squash. But that program, and so every Thursday morning we do that, every Monday morning we pick up the eggs. No, she's going to switch to And it makes a huge impact on what we're able to offer. And impact for uh, people accessing the food cupboard. I mean, they're getting Meadowstone Farm tomatoes. And you know what they cost. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, used to be even like the small cherry tomatoes, they used to be $4 for a little pint. Now they're $9 if you get four corners. Yeah. Right. right. So it's, it really makes a big difference for people that are coming in and, and helping us. And that's a terrific program. Yeah. If you weren't getting, if you didn't have the grant for how long, how many years has that? It's been going on about three years, about three years. If you didn't have that grant, would there be... Fresh not produce, as not as much. Yeah. So two things have happened also. Because of price increases, what the New Hampshire Food Bank is able to allow us to uh, get each month has gone down. Uh, because they're, for example, for years, we had tuna fish, cases of it. We used to be able to get, and they were bigger cases, six, let's say, each time we ordered now two okay um, and it's on a lot of stuff they've mm -hmm. reduced the quantity and what they're trying to do which is not a bad idea they're trying to get the food cupboards to also reach into the community and look for other means and methods to um, get donations because mm. many of the food cupboards just relied on the USDA and the food bank. Mm -hmm. And with the rising costs, they, they don't want us to do that anymore. So we get that, and then your co-op, which we're gonna be picking up on the 9th of November, your co-op provides 
all of the sides that go with the Thanksgiving dinner. Yes. So we're getting turkey people. Actually, the young lady who you saw, she's making the calls to our clients. They have a choice of a, tur a frozen turkey, a frozen turkey breast, or a gift card for $50. They're only giving a limited supply this year. but So what we do with that is, uh, Deb, she's calling first families, three or more. They're the first group that we give them the option. Mm -hmm. Then we go down to two-person households. And then if there's anything left, to singles. Because um, we're trying to make the biggest impact. Yeah. Um, your co-op provides the sides. So we're getting gravy, cranberry sauce, um, I think it's... Um, potatoes. Potatoes, onions, stuffing. mushroom soup, stuffing. Yeah. yeah. And this year, because of course, the New Hampshire Food Bank is not providing those. So the hundred of each of those products that your co-op is providing is essential. So it works out very smooth. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And clearly you have done this before, so just, you know. Yes, a few times. <laughs> just a couple times. Over the years, the, what we have been able to offer has remarkably changed. Yeah. You know, if somebody came. It was nice to meet you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, if somebody had only been here, say, eight years ago and came in today, they wouldn't recognize what mm. we, what's offered. Yeah. And, and that's all good. It, it, it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I want to say something funny. When we started working here a couple oh, years yeah. ago. Ten years the, ago. The selection of, of meat was hot dogs and hot dogs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. <laughs> okay. Do you think there's a significant number of people in the community who aren't aware of or are aware of but don't use the food services in our area? And yes. Why? Um, we're not quite sure why, but we, I am personally surprised how just, often someone is not aware that our food cupboard's here or they may not be aware that there's another one at the Elevate Church, and they're not aware that the community meals are available. So we try to make sure people get that out there, um, but it, it's amazing sometimes that you know people don't get that. So for our food pantry, we have a uh, Facebook page. We try to keep it current, and uh, and it's a public page so that everybody can see it. And occasionally we'll boost some of the posts, you know, so that people know about it. Yeah. Yeah. So when I was reading all the material you gave me, a phrase that stuck out to me is the idea everyone is welcome. Yes. And that's something we say at the co-op too. And I just thought it was so funny, but also so great that we both have that philosophy. Uh, from your perspective, like why are you putting that phrase out, everyone's welcome here, and why is it important to you? It's important because um, people go through different challenges and different phases in their life. And um, it's just my personal belief, and it's belief of, um, it's in our parish, and uh, most of the people involved, they just believe that, you know, we're here to help. And if we're we're had some success in our life, if we can then give back and help people that maybe are having a temporary or because they're on fixed incomes, a long-term issue, 
we want to be able to help them. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter who they are. We have people that are bilingual that help out here. We've had... <laughs> and when we say we're welcome, we really mean that. Yeah, so then kind of wrapping up, how can the community support All Saints Food Covered and other food access um, services in the area? What can we do? Right. What, do you, what do you need? Because I think a lot of people have an idea of what they think they should do and what they right. can do, but right. maybe that's not the best, or maybe right. it is. Um, so one thing is, would be a monetary donation. And the reason for that is, as I explained, we wind up buying between personal care products and between the items we have to purchase from the New Hampshire Food Bank, our uh, feeding ministries at this food cupboard is spending anywhere between $1,500 and $2,000 a month for products. And so monetary donations, the reason they're also good is because we know and can use them to keep a steady supply of products. Mm -hmm. We know the product that's coming in, we know what people uh, most ask for. And so it's not that they're bringing in, um, you know, the can of uh, something, you know, that they maybe got in a gift basket that they didn't want and probably nobody else wants it either. Mm -hmm. But this way the, we know it's going to a product that uh, people are going to need and want. What is the thing? one or some of the things that people most want? Canned corn, sweet corn, not cream corn. <laughs> there's a very, yeah, there's a few people like cream corn. Canned corn is probably the one of our biggest products. Cereals mm. of all types is a big uh, product. Um, and mac and cheese of all varieties, especially uh, any of the Annie brands, Velveeta, which just by picking up the boxes, you know that there's more cheese in a Velveeta mm -hmm. than there is in a, anybody else's mm -hmm. because it, it weighs twice the weight yeah. of another box of, <laughs> of cheese, uh, mac and cheese. So those are products um, that uh, go most, and soups. Um, we ask, if we're asking for donations, if anybody asks, we always ask for the Progresso soups because Number one, they're, it's a recognizable, mm -hmm. and you're getting, it's, it's usually a better quality soup than, uh, than some of the other, the other brands. Yeah. yeah. That and tomato soup is a big one. Yeah. And chicken noodle soup. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and so, a lot of those things, uh, it also sounds like they're kid and family friendly. Like they are. Kids are always a hard group to right. feed because they have... They're picky, right. whatever, whether it's brand or type of cheese or whatever. Is there anything before we wrap up that you just either think we missed or we didn't get to talk about or you really think that people should know? I, I believe the most important thing is people to know is that the food cupboard is here. Uh, Any time we can uh, get that word out, it's important because it's not just someone who is out of a job. It's not just someone on, on a, another government program. 
That's not who a lot of our people are who and access us. There's a need for the community. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We, again, seniors, they have a tough time to make ends meet. Yeah. If they can come here and have a large portion of their food bill provided here, it enables them to pay for health care, to pay for their prescriptions, to pay their rent or to pay their mortgage or pay their car payment. So donations from the community are going to a good purpose. No one, there is not a single individual that we have, I have met in 10 years that ever has abused the system or taking advantage of the system. As you saw today, people only take what they need. Yeah. And, and that's how it operates. So getting the word out, letting people know they can help also into that process. Thank you again for listening to another episode of That's Rad, a podcast presented by the Littleton Food Co-op. I had a really great time with Don, Norma, and Carlos from the All Saints Food Cupboard, and I'm so grateful that they let me get a glimpse of the important work that they do. Thank you again for hosting me. If you like the kind of community conversations you heard today, make sure to like this episode and subscribe to this podcast to be the first to know about new content. Does a heart button not convey all of your complex emotional thoughts and you'd like to say more good things? Leave us a rating and review wherever you're listening to spread the good love. Now, these are all the words I'd usually say before ending the episode, but I don't want to go without sharing some reflections about my time at the All Saints Food Cupboard that you just heard about before I let you go. Food access is one of those tricky subjects because it's something that no one really likes to talk about in regards to their own personal experience. But you might not know anything about the reality of it without hearing those personal experiences. For example, I remember the first time I donated to the Little Free Pantry in Littleton, located by the First Congregational Church. I had heard about the idea of these little free pantries, and I thought it was a really great idea. In Littleton, it's a decently sized shed that is completely opaque. I had always driven by it and imagined all of the donations that people had left inside. But when I went in, there was next to nothing there. Certainly not enough to make a meal for a family out of. The thing is, we give these uncomfortable topics a veil of privacy to supposedly help those who are in these situations, but it also makes it much easier to ignore them altogether, and or not know the reality of the situation. And that's not to say that I think people who use food pantry services should be required to identify themselves in public every day, but perhaps as a society, we can talk about food insecurity and food access more openly so we can better find solutions. We can't blindly stick pre-made, pre-wrapped solutions on issues without consulting the people who are actually being affected by it. That's why I asked Don, what do you need? I could have very well come up with my own list of what I thought people should do to support the food cupboard, but guess what? None of it matched what he said. So it was truly a day of challenging preconceived notions and gaining a broader perspective. 
The last thing I'll say here for my own reflection is I really loved how Don referred to food cupboard clients as, quote, our neighbors. I think it can be easy to separate folks into two categories, those who go to food pantries and those who don't. Again, it's that societal shielding coming into play. But it's so, so, so much more nuanced than that. Folks who use services available for food out there, like the food pantries, are no different than folks who spend hundreds of dollars a week at the co-op. I was honestly struck by the parallels and conversations I heard at the cupboard to when I went to work afterwards. The folks I interacted with at the All Saints Food Cupboard cared about the brands they were feeding their kids, they cared about what their produce looked like, they had engaging conversations with the people bagging their groceries about how they were going to use each ingredient, they pretended not to want the chocolate but ultimately picked it up. These are not food pantry specific topics. These are the concerns and conversations of our community members, our neighbors. So, I hope today's episode gave you a little food for thought this holiday season. And I want to be so clear, I'm not asking everyone to make a donation to their local food pantry ASAP. I'm not shaming you for not rounding up at the register. I'm not questioning how you spend your money this holiday season. I just want you to think about the past hour or so we've spent together. And we'll see what happens from there. Until next time, remember to eat, sleep, and be rad. Still there? It's time for the credits. This episode of That's Rad has been a production of the Littleton Food Co-op. Anastasia Marr is the host, writer, director, and editor. Jesse Smith is the graphic designer. Annie Stewart is the executive producer. All are welcome in the Littleton Food Co-op, Littleton, New Hampshire's only community-owned grocery store. No membership is required to shop. Learn more by visiting us on social media or going to littletoncoop.com. Or just come see us for yourself right off exit 41. Next time you need some locally produced foods, fair prices to fit your budget, and the best service in the North Country, Remember the Littleton Food Co-op is your place to be. Okay, that's all.